0: Welcome to the channel. Um, so this is uh, a little bit of a different one tonight, even though it's going live out. On, well, it's going going out on both channels, live out on Hereticals. Um, so, but it's not me hosting it. I'm actually going to be the subject of the interview. So it's going to be a little bit backwards to how it would normally be, but that's yeah. okay. Run with it. So um, everyone who's in the live chat, really good to see you all. Um, we will be doing super chats, but we're going to save them until the end. Um, so if you do want to throw out a super chat, um, throw it out there and I'll keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, uh, just keep it respectful. It's a, we're, we're not going to, uh, this isn't a, a an or Darth Dorgan situation. This is going to be a, a very nice conversation. Uh, I assume with, uh, between myself and, and Isaiah. So Isaiah, yeah. mate, it's, uh, it's your, your show tonight. So, um, I'll pass the ball to you.
1: Yeah. Well, Chris, first and foremost, thank you so much for allowing us to do this on your channel, because uh, I initially talked to you about coming onto my channel. So there's just some technical problems as far as you need 24 hours. Once you activate the, I don't know, it's just some, um, some nonsense, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. But uh, well, my name's wheel, guys, yeah, my name is Isaiah Diesel and I host the RIT podcast. And so again, thank you for hosting me and you know, Okay, so this is going to be a little bit hard since I'm on your channel, but I'm just going to start out the way that I would normally start off. Go for it. And the first thing I would like to do is I would like you to tell me where you where you rate from a one to seven on the Dawkins scale.
0: Um, I don't really know the Dawkins scale, but what's the uh, what's the furthest atheist there is? Seven. Well, that, that's me.
1: Oh wow, wow! You you are literally the first person I've had to say that. Okay. All right, uh, that would be your Gnostic, called a Gnostic Atheist. Okay. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't
0: really, I, I have seen Dawkins scale before. I don't really agree with the methodology behind it, but I'm as atheist as you can get.
1: Well, it actually does make a lot of sense because just in the same way, like with sexuality, very few people fall on the, the extreme ends of, a, let's see, like the most extreme gay guy or the most extreme straight guy. Very few people are on the exact uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. A lot of people fall in between. There's a lot oh, of gray grounds. That's just a reality, like it or not.
0: There might be some gray, but there's some pretty black and white there too.
1: Well, it's just, I, I like it. I, I personally like it. We, we could agree to disagree on this, but I personally like it because it makes room for agnostic and it makes room for various degrees of believing so I would consider myself. Oh, yeah, a yeah. Sorry, one. sorry.
0: When, when when it comes to belief. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot in the middle. It's pretty rare that you'll find someone um, like myself who is just, I, I, I acknowledge that I'm about as far on the atheist scale as you can go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are definitely rare because not even Dawkins himself uh, would, would make that leap, but he, he calls himself like a 6.8. Everyone I've talked to, that's the highest they'll go. So it's going to be interesting to hear this talk, but that being said, what I like to do is I like to have some, a friendly fire round, which is I'm just going to ask you a few questions and, uh, they really don't have anything to do with God per se, but, uh, are you ready? Just answer these as fast as possible far away. Okay. All right. All right. Favorite nineties band.
0: That's not a, that's not an easy question, but, I'm going to lose half my audience here. Spice Girls.
1: Oh, interview done. No, <laughs> uh, Nirvana here. Okay, Nirvana. Well, they're from the UK, so I can kind of... I can, Well, I can Nirvana,
0: Nirvana's up there. Trust me, Nirvana's okay. definitely up there. But um, their best song, Smells Like Teen Spirit, actually came out in the 80s. So that's my disclaimer.
1: Okay, touche. All right, uh, here we go. Coffee or tea? And I'm coffee. assuming tea. Oh, wow.
0: Well, coffee, but I'm drinking tea right now. All
1: right. crocodile dundee or crocodile hunter
0: hunter crocodile hunter
1: hunter and all right last one if you had to have a pet and you had to choose either koala or kangaroo oh koala koala Uh, yeah
0: they they just they just sit there eat leaves getting stoned and that's kind of it. it Yeah, you have got to watch the drop there, so long as the koala are not a drop bear,
1: we good. So I, before we get started in the actual questions that i sent you, and have you gotten a chance to take a look at those?
0: Yeah, yeah, I had a look at them. Yeah. yep. There's no, no problems with any of them. I think, uh, I think it'll, uh, I'll get them up again, but, um, or, or you can just fire away with them. And I think it'll be an interesting conversation.
1: Well, just, just for the audience, uh, to know that I, I, I like to provide the questions ahead of time because very frequently, what you might have in a discussion like this or debate is that people are trying to catch the other person off guard, or they're trying to ask gotcha questions or trying to corner someone into a corner and to try to catch them off guard, whatever. So that's not what I try to do. I I'm interested in having a conversation, interested in hearing where you came from. And so, yeah, that's, it's an honest way that I, I think that I could treat you respectfully because respect, know. humility, and empathy. Those are the three letters of our podcast, but. Uh, with that being said, I would like you to give me a two minute rundown, like a like a nutshell of your spirituality, um, where it developed from, and kind of like just the major points that cause you to uh, adopt atheism, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Probably couldn't fit all that in two minutes, but I'll, I'll do my best to give you the, the elevator pitch.
1: Two minute drill. You know football, what, proper football in America where we throw the ball? A gridiron? Yeah, we get it. It's called it yeah. Okay, okay. It's a, called like a two minute, um, like a two minute drill. Okay, two you you, you got to like rush it. Yeah, so rush it. No, that's
0: that's all right. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Bucks fan, so I can I can sort that. Okay, so essentially, um, came from a a family that is what you'd call not religious, but always would put on the census Church of England slash Anglican. Mm -hmm. uh, So the traditional religious family, but there was never any religion in my life Uh, up until when I was sort of late teens, I started looking into things, spirituality, um, you sort of name it, um, you know, UFOlogy, ancient aliens, pretty much everything. I I went and explored the lot. Um, I used to argue with Christians for fun. Um, come full circle there um but used Uh, to uh, (laughs) see um and um actually had a a friend who was a christian challenge me um dragged me to church uh and somewhere in that i ended up giving my life to jesus um which uh, we we, we, we broke up uh yeah we we broke up many years later um and and look that was at a time in my life where um emotionally i needed something um, and I was, I guess I was looking for community, um, you know, I'd had a, a rough few years and you know, the church filled that gap for me, um, but I very much, very much believed it. Um, because I, I have a tendency to be able to hold a conversation and talk, uh, I was encouraged for a long time to get into ministry, um, so I started my journey um, in worship ministry, uh, because apparently I can hold a tune better than a few other people. So they'd get me up the front singing and, um, doing that, uh, that sort of developed into things like tithe talks, uh, running, running small groups and just sort of working progressively, I guess, up the, uh, up the ladder. Uh, from there, I, I went and studied a, a bachelor of theology and ministry, uh, which I didn't complete because whilst I was studying and actually looking into the Bible, I found way too many inconsistencies for my liking, um, a lot of problems. Um, I've always had an interest in history, and incidentally, I, I am a, a historian. Um, well, now I'm a historian. I wasn't back then, but always always had a, a keen interest. Um, but sort of found that there was uh, just too many, I guess, historical inconsistencies and too many inconsistencies within the Bible itself. That sort of led me to really sort of open up and just look and try and find the truth again
1: so hold what age what age are we talking about at this time? i'm sorry to interrupt you but around what age is this yeah
0: so this was a process that probably started uh mid-30s okay
1: just how, how old are you right now 40. okay i'm taking notes here so do not That's mess open. up otherwise i'm going to come back and scrutinize oh. you Gee, <laughs> I better, better,
0: I better okay. remember the stuff i'm making up here um okay. so yeah so i um there was one pivotal moment in a, um, years earlier in a, um, in a, a lecture actually on the old Testament, um, that, uh, that led me, I guess, to really start to ask questions rather than just take for granted what I was being taught
1: mm-hmm.
0: at pulpit, which I think a lot of Christians do. They just listen mm-hmm. to whatever their pastor says and that's it. They don't actually look into things for themselves. So, um, from there, I, um, eventually found my way out of out of religion um i was looking looking for answers i looked into a lot of different things um and came to the conclusion that uh that there can't be a god
1: okay all right um uh, for, so
0: how, how for two minutes was that all right
1: yeah that's fine that's great i will give you a quick two minutes of myself then we'll get into these questions they sent cool. you but i had something similar to go down my mom's strong army to go to bible college and I went to bible college and a couple of key things happened um one was the fact that a woman i was in love with uh, went on a missions trip to indonesia papua new guinea actually and uh, got bit by a snake and died so that was like i was in love with her and i was just it caused some conflict of, of of faith right there but yeah seeing the genocides and stuff uh, that was going on in the old testament then asking your professors and really getting like answers that are not really like appropriate to give you know like especially if you want to respect someone's intelligence some of the answers they were giving were pretty out there and so it really made me start to question um, some the fundamental foundations that, that i had which i wasn't even there To be honest, I wasn't even there because I wanted to be there. I was was there because to to appease my mom, I wanted to pursue pursue education and history, which I later did, but, you know, I was there just just out of pure appeasement. But um, another thing that happened was uh, just seeing the level of judgmentalness and the level of hypocrisy, and it just really made me cower and fear fear and really want nothing to do with Christians uh, or the church. And then one last thing I'll talk about. In in Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, we are reading through or reading through like just taking like a survey of that. And um, in that class, the professor would would occasionally call some students up for prayer requests and they would like explain their prayers. And one of these students who was like praying for his mom, I think his mom had cancer or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but we prayed for her. And the next week we followed up. And she said like she was okay and everybody got happy. Then another guy came up later on and said that his wife was going to go console a woman who was going to get an abortion like the next week. And, um, you know, he was she was going to try to stop him, her, her. And so what happened was she, she went and talked to her, but she got the abortion anyway. So then the, the professor came up and it was like, well, you know, we don't ever really know what God's going to do in his work or whatever. And so those two things happened. It was like both times it just seemed like either either way we were just going to say God was doing something. God was doing something that we couldn't understand. But then finally, something came up where we could actually do something, which one of the students came up and was talking about some kind of financial problems that he had. And actually, my parents went to, to Bible college um, while they had my sister my older sister and imagine going imagine going to college like having a baby like that's what they did so uh the students actually got together and and gave them some money because they, they had like no no money no no diapers no food uh something like that so at the end like uh i gave the guy like 20 dollars, and i had like 40 dollars to my name and i gave him 20 and everyone just went about their way and i started to analyze this and i was like the only thing out of those three that we could have actually done anything about. We just offered up prayers and everyone went around their own way. So it caused like, just a combination of everything just really made me become an atheist, but I was an atheist for many years. And then I had a religious conversion, of 516, actually just seven years. So, but okay. Uh, the questions I have for you, uh, number one is what is the biggest factor that caused deconversion in your life?
0: Out of Christianity in particular. Yeah.
1: The number one.
0: Inconsistencies in the Bible. Okay. Um, the the linchpin, the first one that got me, um, sitting in an old testament class, mm-hmm. um, introduction to old testament of all, all things, um, going through Genesis. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't particularly au fait with um evolution. Um, you know, I didn't understand a lot of it. Um but I knew that it was probably something that I thought was accurate, and I asked the question in the class because it was very much a, a young Earth um, mm-hmm. method, and, and I asked some questions and, and about well, what if, you know, how, how would evolution fit in with the Genesis narrative? Because I, I really had some issues that didn't add up. Because if young Earth isn't correct, Genesis doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked the questions and essentially just sort of got laughed at. And at that point, I, I sort of thought, you you got know, what? yeah, people, people aren't here to actually learn and engage with the text. They're not here to um, grow their knowledge. They're here to be preached to, and they're just here to basically go and find something to repeat to others without actually understanding it. And that led me to a, I need to research this more. I need to actually understand it. Because I wanted to be the kind of Christian minister or pastor who could actually explain things. I wanted to be the one right. when the came, I was going to have all the answers for them. You know, I was going to be able to overcome any problem. And ultimately that led me down to a journey to where I am right now.
1: So I'm not going to go through and try to line item rebut these things, but I'm just going to tell you, uh, first of all, um, I am, uh um, I do believe in, in the Big Bang and evolution and all that. And by the way, say hello to my daughter, Leah. Um, yeah, she just barged in right now. She lo- she loves to she loves to crash bomb, photo bomb oh, yeah. uh, my my sessions here. So anyway, <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, by the way, how many kids do you have? Three. Three. Okay, and we just have the one. She's three years old. And okay, so first of all, I would say I believe in. it. I both believe in the Big Bang and evolution. I, I believe those work incredibly well uh, inside of Christianity. Um, God had to create everything somehow, and and I don't see anything in the Bible that tells me that the Earth is six thousand years old. Like I, I don't even—that's not a position I would even ever think I needed to defend. So there are multiple explanations. Like I said, I'm not going to go in and I'm not going to go in and try to rebut. And can, can I ask you guys
0: just a clarifying question there? Sure. Mm-hmm so do you well i guess it's possibly two questions depending on how you answer it. so do you believe in um evolution human evolution yes i do okay do you also believe in a literal garden of eden an Adam uh, Eve? yes i
1: do i do mm-hmm. okay
0: how how do you work that into your worldview? view how, do, how does that work for you
1: well uh, first of all i wasn't there so there's a bit of speculation as to what actually is going on there in far the garden of Eden. I would say if you're asking me my opinion, having read the scriptures and having analyzed several different things, I would say what you have going on is multiple creations. And uh, for instance, I would, I would say Genesis one and Genesis two, both have two separate creations. And what you have is God creating like a a pure bloodline that, which is what picks up in Genesis two because there's a lot of things I could tell you, but one of them is just like the order is completely wrong. And there's things like God giving, giving, giving them every, um, if you just, if you just look, if you just, I mean, I I don't want to go through this because this would take a really long time to explain this to you. And I'm kind of being the one interviewing you, but I would say this, it's, it's pretty clear in my opinion that these are not the same scenarios that are going on. So I also, you talked about ancient aliens and stuff. I kind of believe in something similar to that because I believe that it is very possible, maybe even likely, that some of the gods like Poseidon or or Hercules or Ganesh maybe have existed and they would have been like some hybrid between um, humans and and maybe like angels or demons, which is what you see in Genesis 6. Um, You see that some of the demons come down and interbreed with humans. So they make some yeah, kind of different. hybrid species. So I think those would have appeared to gods as people. So I believe that maybe like Osiris or um you know maybe some of these gods were real. I don't know the extent of that. I'm just I'm not closed off to think that there were there's not a, any other kind of sub uh, species or or uh, extra species there, but it's a little bit nuanced, but I would say I I don't really find him contradictory to hold both of those views. So if you were interviewing me, we could talk about this for a really long time, but I would like to go on to the second question. Yeah, sure. Now this is some of this stuff. Um, if I were to ask you a question, um, let's just, let's just say, I'm going to speculate this question to you and it's not meant to entrap you it's it's a legitimate question and i'm going to ask you this and there's no real way for you to answer this question okay because i'm just it's kind of like what's your guess so you seem like an intelligent bloke an intelligent person you seem like someone who could wrestle with an existential crisis and like emerge out of it and be like a stronger person than before you went into it would that be a correct assessment about you
0: Uh oh yeah i think i think i'm fairly capable of right. dealing with yeah
1: right. so a question i will post to you is if i took atheism at the level that you have like like a number seven and mm-hmm. and i and i presented that to your average joe blow six plaque uh or six pint i'm sorry i want to be culturally sensitive because that's what you guys drink down there six pint. actually joe no blow. we don't drink pints what do you guys think? and it and, and, and has a
0: show called six packs so we can
1: go i'm it. actually having a i'm actually having a beer right now because uh, i was a little bit nervous about coming on on your channel so i want to take a I little bit of the nerve beer. away but we're friendly yeah i, I get a little bit nervous in, in these i'm not really an outgoing type but anyway so the, the question is if i were to present that to your average joe blow person do you believe that that would be a a, uh, a something harmful to your average person just your average Joe Blow. to
0: blur. the average person
1: yeah no not at all okay okay see so that's just okay so that's just that's just a question i'm just asking your opinion on this and yeah,
0: this one wouldn't be harmful to everyone because it's i'm, I'm not going to discount that um for some people religion can have a positive benefit uh and for some people i think losing their faith um could have
1: Determine.
0: a a a terrible the effect on their, I oh guess, you know, mentally on them. I, I know what it did to me. It was, yeah. it was horrific losing my faith. Um, so not, but I think for the average person, yes. And, and I, I, believe that the benefit outweighs the detriment in the vast majority
1: of cases. Okay. That's good. So that, that's an honest question. And so the next, the next question is, is genuinely, I'm genuinely asking you this because I don't think you're going to be able to answer this question accurately. In fact, I know you can, not but this is just asking for a gauge for you. Okay. But what per- what?
0: It sounds like a challenge.
1: This is a bit of an unfair question for me to ask you because there's no way for you to know really the answer this unless you were God, but what percentage of ministers do you believe have lost their faith and remain in the profession for financial stability?
0: I would say, a, a fairly small. Mm-hmm. percentage um i do think that there's uh people who probably didn't have faith prior to getting into ministry but um learned that it, it can be a, a lucrative gig uh in in the right circumstances look there, there are people certainly who ministry is all they've done you know they've, especially if they've been pastoring a church for 20 30 years um they, they don't have another skill set that's marketable
1: Right, They're right really
0: right life and their entire identity right. revolves around that. Um, but ultimately I, I believe it, it would be a fairly low percentage. I, would, I would you say
1: under, under
0: 10%? Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. um, we interviewed, um, well, so I normally have an atheist coast and we normally interview other people. One of my, unfortunately he's really sick right now. And my other one just had a little Sheila, and for anyone outside of Australia, that's a female, a Sheila, and a bloke is a male. But well, he just had... Yeah, to...
0: it's, 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 what, it's probably what we called women 40 years ago. It's a bit of an outdated term.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so he had a young girl. So he's been out of commission like the last month. So, um, you know, I, I've been kind of shorthanded here the last uh, month or so. But anyway, actually, my other co-host has been sick for the last couple of months he has really bad Ill, illness so i but, I'd, I'd,
0: I'd offer to pray for him but i don't think it'll work
1: <laughs> good one that guy though uh, when we interviewed we were talking about the college dilemma the bible college dilemma and about how bible college doesn't really prepare anyone when their lives are not centered around like the bible like if they get out of ministry or they deconvert or whatever they're kind of just like screwed honestly So i know guys many guys who i went to school with who are like plumbers or like one of my friends is like a like a coke delivery driver like you're just kind of out you gotta feed you gotta eat eat your family you know um gotta eat Mm. so it's kind of like i I had to do things like teaching english as a second language just because i had no other marketable skill set so i totally get what you're saying but anyway
0: i think it can depend on the bible college um there, I know there's some that uh, I mean, some of the skills I learned in Bible College, I still use to this day, um, yeah. I actually learned some really good marketing and sales skills, um, neuro linguistic programming, uh, you mm-hmm. know, how to convey and how to talk to people, uh, how to engage people, which i you know, I've, I've used in, you know, I, I'll, I'll do business consulting and go up in front of, you know, 50 100 business owners and, and be able to Present, you know, so it's. I did learn some marketable skills, um, and certainly um, moving forward and, and getting into history, um, having a, a bit of a biblical foundation hasn't hurt me, even though it's ancient history isn't my area of expertise. But um, I, I think it, it, it can depend on the college. I think you get some that are just purely going to drum the Bible into you, drum the Bible into you, drum the Bible into you without the other skills that go into ministry um whether that's you know a compassion you know sort of being able to um not compassion um oh, i'm having a mental blank here um counseling sorry yeah you know, being oh, okay so so
1: there,
0: there yeah. are there are other skill sets that right 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 how marketable they are out for someone who's been in ministry right. outside of that well i'm not too sure but i mean if you're running a church as well you're essentially running a business so
1: yeah that's, yeah yeah that's
0: the, 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 the skills that you will pick up there
1: so i have a this isn't on here but i hope you don't mind me catching you with a little like philosophical question if you don't mind go for it. okay why is it that australians feel absolutely no need to pronounce the letter r because you're like here over there like i
0: don't know if that's right that could nope. be incorrect
1: <laughs> like it's far get in the car okay anyway
0: that's right no it's yeah so far yeah yeah because uh, well you know, i think i think what what actually no, that, happened that is i think, I think americans actually double it up for us <laughs> it, uh, so you know you go far so so that extra one you're throwing yeah. in you've taken from us I, so, <laughs>
1: yeah. that is precise i just did an interview with with, with the bear i actually <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about this because he's a bear he, he uses a bear avatar. He said that mm-hmm. same exact thing. But the reason why he uses the bear is because he's afraid of being doxed. Mm-hmm. And so for the lay person who has a life and doesn't know what being doxed is, that's whenever people release private information about you or maybe even your identity. Sometimes, and I just found this out this last week, have you ever heard of swatting? No. That's whenever they call the swatting. Oh.
0: Yeah, I think that happens in, in, in games and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: literally. And so that's a horrible thing to do. Um, because I I'm about like, okay, we could agree. We could disagree. We can maybe not do, agree on a single thing, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't respect each other and help each other out in time of need. So mm-hmm. I, I have Jew friends who are Jews, who are Muslims, who are atheists, who are agnostics, people from all over the range. And so. I don't really care. In fact, I prefer having people who disagree. They, they introduce new ideas. Never hang around Christians too much. It's like an echo chamber, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm not really up for that, but
0: okay. Uh, too too uh, boring if everyone agrees, isn't it? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is what would cause you to reconvert back to, uh, the light?
0: The, you uh, assume you mean Christianity? Um, absolutely nothing because Christianity is false.
1: Okay.
0: Sure. That's as blunt an answer as, as it's. And, and, I, and I, I say this with respect to you, um, but not necessarily respect to the religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Christianity is not a true religion. If, if there were, a, a, you know, a, an almighty being, um, unfortunately, it's not the, or fortunately, however you feel, it's not the Christian God um there's too many inconsistencies in the bible Um, there's things that are completely you know we can prove false Uh, and the genesis narrative if the genesis narrative um, doesn't align with um, evolution um, and that creates a big problem because that leads to no original sin uh, which leads to no reason for jesus to die on a cross which completely negates the entirety of christianity but apart from that historical inconsistencies there it's there is absolutely nothing that would bring me back to Christianity
1: so so first of all that that's fine if we um agree uh to disagree on this point Um, I I didn't
0: I didn't think we'd agree on that one but that's that's okay so I'd rather give you an honest answer rather than that's
1: great yeah the reason why I wouldn't take offense is because I've experienced Christianity to be true so if you were to ask me or you were to say something to the regards that my uh my daughter wasn't real which I'm actually going to ask you a question Related to that, but if you were to ask me, if you were to say something like that, well, I could potentially do something like try to prove it to you, um such as just showing she's like a little clone of me, hmm. right? I mean, you put some, slap some hair on her, and you got me. But if I were to show you like her DNA, um you know, our DNA reports, or whatever, and you were to say, oh, well, that could be faked, or you know, I could show you I kept the the pregnancy test. You could say, oh, that could be forged. We'd go down hmm. that line to me i wouldn't that would make absolutely zero relevance to me because i've actually experienced my daughter and i have a relationship with her so you could we we could debate some of these things to some of them i'll be honest because i haven't studied the bible history i'm not as up to date as i wouldn't be able to have a very intelligent conversation i mean we i could have a conversation about history in general some of the methods and some of the the limits of studying history because i am well versed in that but uh, I just have not – that's not something I'm even interested on in, honestly, because maybe one of the reasons why you might want to do something like that is for apologetic reasons. And that's not something I'm even interested in doing. I'm not interested in, like, trying to debate you, trying to convince you, and then you're going to convert to Jesus Christ afterwards. Like, I don't even – I, I don't think
0: either of us are converting or deconverting after this conversation.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm just telling you. Well, I'm just telling you the reason why uh, that just doesn't register. So you could say whatever you want all day long. That wouldn't affect my relationship with with my daughter. Wouldn't affect what I've experienced in my life. You know what I mean? So uh, I appreciate you giving your your opinion on that. But don't don't worry about offending me at all. All right. This is actually okay. This is going to be an interesting changeup, and I have actually a little side question to ask you on this one because one of my atheist co-hosts we did like a steel mount still manning of each other's positions where you know everyone's trying to talk about like the best sides of their position and the worst side of the other person's positions well what we've done with this podcast is we've first of all we've attacked other people's the other side's positions but then we've turned the guns in and ourselves attacked our own positions and then we've still manned the other the other side's argument to see what's the best parts of the, their argument. So what I would say, if I'm looking at this objectively, is if you falsely believe that this is your only life, this is the only thing that you have to experience, that would give you a definite advantage in the carpe diem sense that you gotta really cherish this day because you may not ever have a, another sunrise with your with with your kid you know so it seems so. like in a short term short term atheism has a shorter term benefit um absolutely. so would do you think that atheism allows one to cherish the day and value life more than a theist that's the question
0: yes absolutely it does um and i, I can say that from personal experience uh but look this is the only life that we've got um i know we'll disagree on that
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that that's that's what it is. So whether you're right, you know, something could happen, you know, I could, my life could expire tomorrow, mm-hmm. which makes every day, every second, every week, every month, every year, all the more precious life is so much more precious to me now. Because before I had a life after death insurance plan, mm-hmm. where, okay, well, you know, this is just the trial life and going to get through to, to the main event, which is the the forever life but this is it and that was hard for me to deal with that was the hardest thing for me to deal really with. oh yeah yeah the the whole non-existence thing that was really that really messed me up
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming out of religion because i think i would have rather a, a literal hell than non-existence and you know that that really caused me issues but then I just realized why worry about that? Because every second I've got here, why, why waste my time worrying? Why waste my time on all this just irrelevant rubbish? This is it. This is the life I've got. I'm going to make sure it's the best life. I'm going to live on by leaving a legacy for, and with my children and, and your grandchildren and, and, and so on and just do the best I can do, you know? Um, yeah. So that if if I, if I were to expire tonight, well, I know that I've done everything I can do to live the best life I possibly can.
1: Really? You'd probably be the only person I've ever met who could actually say that. But if you are, then I give you major props because I think we all could do more. I, I, Definitely, do. I could probably do 10 times more, honestly.
0: yeah. It's, well, but the thing is, you can only do your best. I, I think, right. yes, everyone can do more, but I mean, you've got to prioritize right. um, your life. I mean we could all go out I mean we could sell everything and go and, and feed starving children in in Africa but if I do that then I sacrifice time with my family and, and there is a bit of right. selfishness in there but for me personally my life is precious and I want to make sure that I get the most out of it in whichever way I can
1: okay so I'm gonna we're gonna bring this back to your we don't, we're not gonna go anything personal with your kids but um Sure. I do want to ask you something. This this is a this is a genuinely serious, like an honest question This is not like this is not a gotcha. This is not like a entrapment right here. But um so Ryan Reynolds, you know Ryan Reynolds? Yep. Canadian. I guess you Deadpool. guys are both yeah, you guys are both part of the uh Commonwealth. So Absolutely Right.
0: Yeah, well, he's 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 Canadian. The
1: claim. What was that?
0: God save the queen.
1: God save the queen. God save the queen. save uh, the queen.
0: Whoever you worship, he, he,
1: save the queen. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So the guy who's really sick right now, he's Canadian. And it's amazing because we can have conversations and we will get 100% of the cultural references. Unless he says the word about, I'll never know that he's Canadian. You know, they say like they're a boot. Like, it's really weird. But if I talk to Canadian, then I don't know, like, if I talk to someone from the UK, the cultural references are like bloke, Sheila, chap. Like, I'm not going to get any of those. Well, I, I will, but other people wouldn't because I, I've lived overseas for 10 years, you know? So there is that, you know, like, we're, we're practically cousins uh, America and Canada. So, oh, uh, but anyway, um, so he, he, uh, Ryan Reynolds is in a movie recently where he's like an avatar, I guess, in a game. He's mm-hmm. a computer. Yep um yeah i I haven't played,
0: but i know which one you mean i'm not a nerd so i don't play he's um, he's an an npc a non-player okay
1: yeah okay thank you thank you thank you that's the word i was looking for yeah i'm not a nerd so i don't play games but uh i don't play those kind of computer games sorry that's a joke that's joke. but anyway he he essentially finds out that he's a uh a what
0: npc non-player character
1: okay so okay so he finds out that he's a non-player character And some of the characters he's interacting with are, what do you call them when they get plugged in?
0: Characters, player characters. Just,
1: just player characters. So I, I don't know. I don't want to give away any sports. I haven't seen the movie, but, but if you were to find out that scenario, let's say you were to find out that you were a simulation and your children were a simulation. Do you think that would be something detrimental? to inform your kids, like, would you want to inform them about that reality? Or do you think they would be better off to be, um, spared from that fact that they weren't actually real?
0: Well, they still would be real, just a different type of real.
1: Um, I have
0: consciousness, so I'm real. So if I'm a computer simulation, I'm a pretty advanced computer simulation and I'm essentially artificial intelligence, I'm real, they'd be real. Um, we'd be connected still. Um, would I want to have the conversation with them? Well, it depends at what age they're at and what level of understanding they have. Uh, my, my children are young. I mean, certainly I wouldn't sit down with my youngest because um, or my, my youngest, age for a start, wouldn't have a, a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> um uh, oh, dropping my microphone there sorry about that um uh, wouldn't have a clue what i'm talking about and i mean hey. you know, her, her life revolves around paw patrol and bluey and,
1: paw
0: patrol. you know so so it's not an appropriate conversation to have with someone that age um my oldest yeah maybe at some point she's pretty clever um would i have that conversation with her if i discovered that it was an undeniable truth yeah i probably at some point would if i thought she was able to um
1: cope with it I, I, I've considered writing this like short story about like a father who's getting blackmailed because he it comes to his attention. Okay, so someone is blackmailing him because of the fact that he finds out that it is the world is a simulation, and he absolutely believes that it was if his daughter finds out. That it will be like totally devastating, and just to give you a little context, this isn't totally an original idea. But because if you take a look at the Matrix, I believe part two, there's like an Indian guy, uh, and um, he's he's trying to get his daughter somehow. He's trying to get her out of the the Matrix or yeah, something. They're, they're question, yep. I, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really do not remember the. So the idea though is that I don't know personally. If that were me i would do everything i I would pay off whatever whatever uh whatever um bribes or whatever i would have to 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 make sure my daughter uh, wouldn't find out and i i gotta be honest with you it's the same exact thing as if i found out that atheism i don't know how i would ever find out that atheism was true because to me that's not it's not a provable premise so it might be something i might even if i were to be convinced of it's not something that I would want to project to my daughter because she would have to go down and travel the wor- world and experience other religions the way that I have. I mean, I'm tattooed like head to toe, all the world religions, and I've got to go into Palestine, experience, uh, you know, experience Islam uh, with the Muslims in a mosque, um, experience Shabbat, like with the Jews. and stay at a Buddhist temple here in South Korea. I've got to experience a lot of things. I wouldn't want to rob my daughter of of an experience that she would have to go through, you know? But, But if I were to become convinced about atheism, I would do whatever I could to make sure that my daughter would not discover that. So what is your, as a father, and as someone who wants to naturally want to protect your child, how does that play in as far as wanting convey your ideas maybe or your beliefs to your children and not wanting to in the same way that it's not right that my mom would force me to go to bible college strong Mm. army you know in in that same exact way how do you like what are your thoughts about conveying your ideas to your children and wanting not wanting to live for them right
0: well well i've I've lived this um i have absolutely lived this um Mm -hmm. My oldest, um, so my two youngest, they were too young. Um, but my oldest certainly remembers going to church, um, mm-hmm. remembers going to, to Sunday school, uh, and remembers that. And it wasn't an easy conversation, um, to have with it. Um, but it's a conversation we had because with children and certainly the way I treat, treat mine, I guess, or, or the, I guess my, parenting theory, um, I'm honest with them. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, we had to explain to her why we weren't going to church Mm -hmm. we had to explain to her why we weren't praying Mm -hmm. and what we, we said to her was, we don't believe anymore and that's okay. If you still want to believe you, you are allowed to believe and, and we won't, we won't stop you. Um, if you still want to go to church, you, you know, we're, we're happy to take you to church. Um, but we, we don't believe, and there's a number of reasons. And, and she asked some questions as, you know, best, uh, I think she was seven or eight at the time, mm-hmm. as best someone that age can. And, and we explained it to her in a way that she would understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it was, it was probably a little bit sad for her at first, and a little bit confusing, but I guess it's the same as. But that age they're kind of prepared for things like this because that's about the age you, you kind of get the gist on santa claus santa, you
1: know, god and, and, i hate whenever people compare jesus with santa That so annoys me so much but, well i anyway, know well, that's because,
0: it's because we've cool. got evidence of santa but we won't go there um that, that was a joke by the way yeah that's so. good
1: i i i was i was internally laughing
0: good good um
1: laughing at my jokes concerning the pines and the so I don't feel obligated
0: to laugh to your jokes. Oh I, I was I was definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> um but look, it's you, you've got to be honest with your kids. Um I, I don't want to have the kind of relationship. I, I mean, look, it's when my kids do something wrong, mm-hmm. um they'll get in trouble for what they've done wrong, but what I tell them is worse is if they lie to me about it. Right, right. So if if, if there's some someone's drawn on the wall, <laughs> they're gonna get in trouble for that um but then if they say i didn't do it well that's even worse and and so it would be completely hypocritical of me Mm -hmm. to turn around to my children and say you mustn't lie but then to lie to them for years about religion because at some point they're going to work it out they're going to go well hang on if mum and dad are these big christians well why do they never go to church why don't they pray hang on a second and at that Mm -hmm. point you know it's I don't. I would. I would not want to live a lie with my kids. I've got a great relationship with my kids. My kids are really well adjusted. Um, you know, they 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 inquire. They want to learn. They want to know. Um, you know, my, my oldest, um, she's come out of this brilliantly. Like she's such a creative kid. She's such an inquisitive kid. She wants to read things. She wants to learn. She wants to understand. Um, it's great. And and for my, my two youngest, well, they just. They really don't have a concept of religion (laughs) It's never been around. Uh,
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I was in a conference, I believe the bear, the, the Aussie, who was a bear, and I may be wrong about this, (laughs) but he said that his children are atheists just because they don't know any better. I thought that was so funny (laughs) that he referred to his kids as atheists because, I mean, it's interesting. First of all, I've heard stories of parents who would actually drive their kids to school who are atheists or drive their kids to sunday school take them to sunday school and wait on the parking lot and i thought that was like weird i i they wanted them to get the education and i had another conversation with uh with another guy on this channel and and i asked him what he thought if his if his kids would would, would were to convert to christianity because he was a He's an atheist, and he said, "He goes, well, he goes. Uh, Do you want uh, cheese with that pizza? Like, what kind of topping?" He's like, "It would be like inconsequential." And it's yeah. amazing because he told me that he he keeps the Quran, and he keeps the Bible and the ba- Bhagavad Gita, uh, in his in his house. He says, "I keep all these copies, and if if they want to read it, he's like, I'm okay with that." And he's like, "They haven't." asked me like to go to church but he's like if they want to go to church i will take them to church because this is a long glance telling you, like about the reason why i want to indoctrinate my daughter is because i don't want to rob her of an experience of, of finding god like on her own mm-hmm. for me my parents were robbing me because they were forced they were i i gave an analogy like in uganda when they take the the they take the bottles of milk and they like shove it down the kids' throats. So they want the kids to be fatter because that's like a sign of a beauty in Uganda. But that's like what they were doing to me, and it made me rejected. It made me, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do something that's gonna turn my daughter off. So it's a big part. It's probably the most central part of my life. So it's not like it's not gonna be an issue because kids will
0: def- rebel against their parents.
1: Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Hey, so that means your kids are going to become Christians, just, just to let you know.
0: Hey, it's, there, there's a lot worse out there. It's so long as my daughter doesn't want to start wearing a, a hijab we're <laughs> okay. If she became Muslim, that would be fine. But if, yeah, the, it's the, the more oppressive parts of religion, I certainly have an issue with. Um, sure. Even if my, my daughter were to become a Christian, I would hope that uh, she wouldn't be forced to, um, you know, to, to not be able to lead. you know, I, right. I would hope that, some of the older doctrines of christianity or some of the more traditional orthodox doctrines wouldn't influence it but you know what it's my kids can believe whatever they want to right,
1: believe right that's good i, I respect that can you, by the way if you want to have a round two where you can get more thoroughly into asking me these questions i not intentionally was dodging them i just um uh, i'm trying to think I i'm not sure if i've had an experience with someone who was actually a either studied to be a minister or, or, or went through the route that you did, who actually deconverted. It actually reminds me of um, Mel Gibson, who's an Aussie, right? Mel Gibson and- uh, Actually, he's American. Well, he grew up in Australia though, right? Yeah. His family were mission. Yeah. I think they were, they, they were the missionaries or they, they were either missionaries or they were like with the embassy or something. But I, I definitely know he spent some years in, uh, in Australia.
0: Yeah, no, we've that. we've we've, um, we've definitely given him back to you. He's, he's <laughs> a, you, know, you can you can have oh, Mel Gibson back.
1: Oh, I will gladly take. Um, what was that? Worthington, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Yep. Worthington. Okay, we'll we'll keep him. You could probably have Orlando Bloom back. Um,
0: well, he's he's English.
1: Really, I thought he's from the UK. I mean, I thought he was from I thought he was from Australia.
0: No, he's English. Okay. He's from the UK.
1: Yeah. All right all right um see is anyone else would like to give back to you oh no nicole kidman okay she's uh she's definitely a keeper
0: most, most people uh, try and give us ken hand back but we're not having ken <laughs> no chance we kicked him out for a good reason
1: <laughs> hey, uh, i really want to thank you for this conversation it's been um it's very fun. enlightening and i hope uh hope it's going along well for you yeah no this is but, all, this is all good this might part might get a little bit contentious, and um, this hopefully we can put a little bit of fireworks out there in the ether because this is maybe a little bit too civil. Let's see if we can spice things up a little bit. But oh, I, can, uh, I can
0: I can amp it up if you want.
1: Do you believe that atheism can harm people? I think we already covered that a little bit, but yeah, some
0: people, some people. Look, it depends on the person and the situation. It's Christianity can harm people. Um, uh-huh. Cake can harm people. Um, you know, it's it depends on the person in the situation. Look, you get some people who I, I think that the mental trauma from leaving religion may be too much for them. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a friend and, and I would hate to see what would happen to him if he left religion because I know that prior to um, becoming a Christian, he, he was in a really bad place. Um, mm-hmm. And I... I see that his life has turned around and it's, I think, you know, it's nothing supernatural, but it's certainly just the fact that he's got a community Mm -hmm. and I question whether he'd get the same type of community and that same kind of support that keeps him on a, a better pathway. Um, if there wasn't a church involved. So for him, if I, I wouldn't try and convert him, I don't really try and convert anyone anyway, unless yeah. they, I get plenty of people try and convert me and we have a conversation and they leave a little bit awkward, but, um, yeah, look, there's some people, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't think you can throw a blanket on it, but as far as the majority of people know, I think if the world was atheist, I actually think it'd be a, a much better place.
1: Really? Absolutely. Uh, I obviously completely do not agree with that. Um, Obviously, several reasons. First of all, I mean, just for the fact that I, I do not believe that it is a <laughs> it's the truth. Um, that is a very big stretch to think that you could have some disagreements about uh, something or maybe not even understand it. It could be that you, I mean, you understand. It could be that you genuinely have some kind of things that you might think are... Rec- Irreconcilable that are just completely reconcilable, due to the fact that you don't know, uh, let's say you don't know the original language, or maybe uh, you don't know some other facts that would totally fill in another part uh, of a story, that you just don't know. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, then, e- and, e- even can if I throw one did... example at you. What was that?
0: Can I throw one example at you? And it's one that you should be familiar with.
1: Sure, sure, good. all
0: right Who was um Jesus' grandfather? So Joseph father of jesus yeah who was his grand? who was his grandfather
1: i have no idea i mean i'll be the first to say i have no idea why that's like that so i've heard the christian explanations and they make no sense the christian so, explanations
0: are, are terrible one of the time
1: yeah it, but i'll be honest about that i'm not going to try to say that christianity is flawless i mean there might be some language issues that are going on or what i have heard is there's something related to the fact that one line is being traced from the mother and one line is being traced from the father fo- I, I i really have no idea i mean i'll just say i literally have no idea I about that
0: issue. First, yeah
1: to be quite honest it's not really relevant to me one way or the other but i've just that's not the if i took an hour or five hours to try to resolve that mm-hmm. uh, i feel like i would waste my that would be a waste of my time uh, so I, I i don't get involved in apologetics like that's not something i'm interested in you know
0: but is the truth important to you?
1: The truth? Absolutely.
0: So wouldn't you want to be sure?
1: But as it is, okay, so as it is, the way that I believe is, well, let's, let's start here. Are you, have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen or read the book, The Invisible Gorilla? No. Um, have you ever heard of the experiment where they're throwing the basketball and you're supposed to count how many times they throw the passes and then a gorilla walks out and beats his chest and then walks off um the camera have you ever seen that okay so let me let me phrase this for you let me let me set this up for you so this police officer was chasing a robbery suspect okay Mm -hmm. And as he's trying to run him down, right by where he's doing this, some officers are beating a uh, a suspect, like, really bad, okay? And he's, like, jumping a fence, and he's trying to find this guy. And then they do, like, this internal investigation, because I guess they might have hurt the guy really bad. And they have, like, a code of silence among the police officers. So, like, nobody was saying who wh- who was actually beat that guy, right? So what they concluded, though, was that whoever or that guy must have crossed the pass right there, and he must have seen what was going on. Okay, so it's called like a code of silence among the police. Mm-hmm. So this this experiment was designed to show that when you start focusing on one thing, you can miss information that's like blatantly right in front of you. Okay, so he designed this where again you're you're supposed to count how many passes like the white shirts or, or the black shirts to make and as you're watching this literally a gorilla walks out starts banging his chest and then he walks off
0: okay yeah so like an and,
1: yeah so so when i read that book and they were referencing that video i said there's no way there is no way i will bet money that this that this has not happened lo and behold though i went and started showing this video to people probably 60 at least 60 percent of the time a few of them saw it sixty so percent of the time they didn't see it, right? So, what I'm talking about that is, that there's we have blind spots in our in our cognition and everything we see as far as what we see about the world and touch and taste, whatever. That's all electricity that our brain is interpreting, right? So, the way I start, like with epistemology, is like as it is trying to uh, trying to get to truth is is pretty damn hard to start off with. Okay, so we kind of just make our best guess on on what we know to be true but especially if you know history you will definitely know this that you can only be relatively sure about some things because with history because there's a lot of deduction that takes place in in history and then history is no 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 no, no, no. hold on on, let me finish history is written by people who win wars so that's that's the other part (laughs) not always
0: not always no no it's um uh, So we, we can determine a lot of things from history because it's evidence-based. So certainly there's assumptions that can be made. Yeah. We can, we can piece together evidence, um, and be fairly sure about something. There's things that we, we have no idea about as well. Um, history is not always written by the victors though. I mean, there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of history from the globe, plenty of, um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, history is still taught in Germany. To this day and they, they lost a couple of wars um, in fact pretty much every country has, has lost a war at, at some point um mm-hmm. yeah, america america still writes histories on the vietnam war they certainly lost that one so it's a history isn't always written by the victor history can be influenced by the victor in certain circumstances but not in a modern historical setting because we've got access to way too much information right, right just by sitting here i don't have to worry about what my government is trying to indoctrinate with me because i can converse with people all around the world i can research ideas all around the world so i I do understand the analogy that you're that you're making um but when it comes to when it comes to the bible there's there's things that obviously incorrect um things that obviously don't mesh you know if there's inconsistencies and there's historical reasons um you know like matthew and and luke both being in the bible is basically because if there wasn't there would have been a massive schism in the early church because you had the people who were the the ones who had matthew and the ones who had luke um so fortunately because most people couldn't read um up until only a few hundred years ago It was never an issue. But as soon as people started reading the Bible, they went, hang on, there's there's an issue here. And a lot of that thinking happened. But it's not only just that, there are a lot of inconsistencies. And I guess what what I would say is the truth is important, I think. Um, now look, if you're comfortable and and you're saying you sort of say, you know what, I'm I'm a Christian and maybe there's things I don't understand and and don't believe and you know, or that, that don't mesh, but you know what? I don't care because I like my life and I'm comfortable in my beliefs. Cool. Power to you. But to me, the truth is important. To me, I want to know if, well, when I was religious or believed in a a higher being, I wanted to make sure that if there was a higher being, I was following the right one. Because I I would imagine that um, it's probably a worse punishment to be following the wrong God than, than no God so oh, i
1: don't know about that but
0: depending depending on depending on which religion would have been right um you know right. I, I guess if, if you're a mormon then you know there's a whole other set of beliefs if you're you know, a muslim a jew a hindu a buddhist you know it's there's a whole set of beliefs but really what it comes down to is beliefs are belief
1: mm-hmm.
0: but what's the truth Yeah,
1: okay. well so you were mentioning a lot of modern day history and obviously it is a lot harder to fake modern day history, right? But that's part of the issue with ancient, um, histories. You have a lot of, um, you have lots of exaggerations. Okay. So if you read some of the Greek, his- well, read the Greek historians about how many people, um, like died in the battle of, uh, thermophilies you know what i mean like re- read that in time if you think that that actually happened like it's glorified oh, but,
0: it's glorified Her- Herodotus and thucydides they absolutely um they they definitely exaggerate things because they're writing in a certain time to a certain audience and, and right. their they um Herodotus in particular is very pro-athenian in you know and you sort of assume that maybe they didn't really get that many persians um you know but maybe the, the spartans weren't as bad as you know but, but you certainly you can look beyond those. But, I mean, still at the same time, we can See. use something like Herodotus and say, well, we can we can absolutely use that and we can relay the history that there was a war between Athens and Sparta. Uh, sure. we, we know who the victor was. We know that there was wars between Athens and Persia because not only do we have these writings from that period of time, but we can also go and archaeologically trace that. Sure.
1: The point I'm trying to say in that is I'm not saying that those didn't happen and i'm not calling it a question a lot of history i'm just saying we understand one people exaggerate two even you could genuinely believe that you're telling the right story right like i'm not sure if you've ever seen uh brain games which is i, I believe it's on netflix right now it's right. it's it's a result of the work that was done in this in this movie in, in, the, in the book in the book that i was telling you about uh the invisible gorilla and so they do stuff like this throughout the whole time man it, it, it's incredible because what they do is they take this principle and they'll show you they'll play with your mind for like 20 minutes and then they'll rewind the tape and they'll show you all of the times that they played with your mind throughout that story throughout throughout the the, the, the like 20 minute documentary that you totally missed okay what what is so, that's what
0: christianity doing to you what what if that's what christianity is doing to you
1: well i've experienced jesus christ myself so that's i i'm not i don't need i don't but so, I, so I, do I. I don't go by professors or, or pastors or I've, I've had my own personal experience so uh, i'm not um what what modern day christians tell me or um what pastors or televangelists I, i'm not interested so i get in some conversation like well this this person does this this person does that like that makes that makes has no relevance onto me i've experienced jesus christ it's changed my life I've experienced miracles. He's spoken to me. So that's what's relevant to me. Like nothing you're going to tell me, as you said, like we're not going to convince each other. No, we're, we're not, I'm not
0: trying not. to. No, no, we're not going to deconvert each other. But I, I, I do want to have an honest conversation with you. And sure. I, I do want to,
1: you know, it's, I,
0: I, I don't just want to sit here and nod and go, you know, I want to have a, Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, and I guess on the, on the historical side of things, um, you know, it's look, ancient history is is easy to put together. In, in a lot of cases, not in all. There's certainly certainly gaps. Um, the Bronze Age collapse is one of my favourite things because it's such a, a mystery. Um, interestingly enough, in the in the chat, um, we've got Dr. Josh Bowen, who's actually watching, who's um, an Assyriologist. Yeah, he's um, brilliant. Absolutely That's
1: smarter
0: than me. He, he's a lot smarter than um, a
1: lot of right, people, me,
0: me included. Um,
1: what do you I'm have just, to
0: say? Right. But but look, I, I guess, and and personal experience. Um, I understand personal experience because I had personal experience and, mm-hmm. and I was very much convinced that, that I would had a personal revelation from from Jesus and, mm-hmm. and that's things that sometimes I still sort of go, damn, that, that really felt real. But by the same token, I, I'll i have Mormon missionaries who will knock on the door, who will tell me that they've had a personal revelation that that Joseph Smith was true, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had Muslims who will tell me that they've had personal revelations that, you know, that Muhammad was the, the final prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's every every religion in the world, every belief set. You will find people who have had personal revelation. Mm-hmm. But what if, what if I'll, I'll throw I'll throw a complete, and this is not what I believe. Yeah. What if um, Hinduism is true, and the revelation you had is actually just um, actually no, I'll use a better one. What if Norse beliefs are true? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the revelation you had that you thought was jesus was just loki playing a joke
1: yeah well what could, what could it be if i mean you could use the same you could we could follow this rabbit hole forever we could say well yeah. um descartes proposed an evil genius who was uh manipulating our our senses or whatever so that's what i'm saying like i you, you talked oh, about truth my daughter. <laughs> my daughter is obsessed with um oh, my boy, my Give your dad like 15 minutes. Okay, baby. She's uh, can you see her? I told you, what I tell you? She's like a little clone to me, right? Throw some hair on her. I'll throw some hair on her. Okay, Leah. Leah, ship open. So that's what I was saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, specifically with history. It's like, okay, obviously history is not as straightforward as like mathematics or physics or, or biology where you can say, clearly it's 1 plus 1 is going to equal this 2. But the point I was trying to tell you about um, the brain game and the invisible gorilla cuz this has more to do with psychology than it has to and, and sense, sense perception than it has to do with actual history. It's just you could genuinely believe that you saw something, you know. And this might this mm-hmm. might be one of the things that I might use to, to to explain away some of the things about the New Testament, okay? Um, maybe, maybe that might be the case of what's going on here. One person genuinely believes that they saw two people and maybe they saw the person at a direction where it looked like it was one person, you know, that's completely possible to do. So, and if you don't think that's possible, go watch brain games and watch, they do things like they, they show a robbery take place in the first scene. Okay. And then later on, you're asked to go back and recall things that you've saw from the robbery. And it shows why eyewitness testimony is not reliable. Okay. So even if you have like, like the most cherished thing to have, like, would be like a primary source in history, that's like the, that's like the, that's like the holy grail. Right. But it's like, okay, even if I grant that, even if someone saw it firsthand and they recorded it, doesn't mean that it's actually accurate, you know? So, I mean, as I said, we could, we could go down this, you know, we want to get into epistemology. We could have this a very long conversation on this topic alone. You know? It
0: depends. It depends on the historical source. Um, not not all sources are, are equal. There's no no two ways about that. I mean, you know, there's argument that um, you could use the Bible in parts as a as a primary source where where it eyewitnesses. Um, but then there's you know it could also be a secondary source because a lot of it's relayed information. But okay, I'll put it to you this way. Let's use this analogy. Mm-hmm. Who's the president of the United States of America right right now, today? Donald Trump. Okay. That's I'm going to say... A, a no, no, that, no, this is actually good. No, this is good.
1: That was a joke. You didn't laugh. No, no, no. No, no, that,
0: no, that's cool because I was actually going to say that when you said Joe Biden. Um, and the point... Okay, so I'm going to say Joe Biden. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if someone was watching this and you know, I say Joe Biden's the president you say Donald Trump's the president mm-hmm. we can't both be right only one of us is correct right, right right okay and that's the point I'm making with Matthew and Luke only one of them can be correct
1: okay yeah 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 and I and I'll just be honest I don't know how to solve that specific one hmm. ultimately it's in to me it's inconsequential honest 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 mm-hmm. truth it's not I don't even I I wouldn't spend the time necessary to go and try to figure that out uh, and that's probably a
0: more honest answer than you know, i get from most people
1: <laughs> well but then i i also say there's there's probably some alternative theories that stuff that's going on in, in genesis and genesis and probably some christians would not be comfortable that I, i'm not saying it's entirely sh- true but it could be the case as i've talked about thor or maybe loki or maybe some of these gods actually did exist i mean i i don't really know how i would know that one way or the other is really beyond me like do you know what's going on one billion light years from here you have no way of knowing that so we know on our best day one percent of the information that's out there in the universe Ooh. right so that's like that's why whenever i approach these issues i'm like okay we'll try to make our best uh, a guesstimate guesstimation and approximation um but you know you want to even even with even with science and trying to understand the big bang the origin cosmology of the universe we can't account for 90 percent of the material in our own solar system so and not in our solar system in our in in the milky way so we have like some really big gaps that are out there that we don't know for sure yet so i recognize that i mean i appreciate it you want to get in
0: there? i was going to say that's i i would defer to my friends who are more scientifically um adept um I'm, I'm certainly not one of them um but I, I would very strongly disagree with you on that um but i'm not a scientist but i, I hang around with enough scientists to know that that's probably not accurate
1: it's uh, so it's not accurate that 90 percent of the of the milky way is is cannot be accounted for or at least they will say we'll say dark matter
0: are you saying that's not true? No. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't think 90% of the Milky Way is dark matter from my limited understanding of um, science. And how I mean my limited understanding. This is not my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to have a look at the chat. Um, I know um, I can see Matt, Dr. Matt's in there who, he could answer that. Um, I can't but I've, I've seen similar arguments um yeah
1: well i i have a friend you know who's a physicist and sometimes we drink and he explains to me some of these mysteries uh that either physicists either have a hard time solving or stuff that he tells me probably we're never going to be able to solve
0: dark so, matter can be accounted for though
1: okay well okay it can, it can be accounted for but you don't know we don't know exactly what it is okay so that's, that's the point. We, okay, it's dark matter, but what is dark matter? So, if you don't know what it is, then that's not really counting for it. So, anyway, so so, so uh, the point, I don't point know, I don't
0: know, is. But anyway, let's, let's move forward.
1: But, yeah. but the point you're saying is that you want to get to the truth. I want to get to the truth as well. Um, but I'm very well aware of if I only know what 1% of what there's to know in the universe, chances are in that other 99%, there's a lot of stuff that would make my ideas seem totally ridiculous had i known them you know so that's like the idea of empathy is that we understand we're dealing i'm dealing with you i can't see you right now i can't touch you but i know that you're in the same position as you maybe okay maybe you're a few years old How you said you're 40 okay you're a year older than me if you were 60 years old maybe you'd have some information that i don't have and so the idea of like rhe podcast is to try to examine things from other people's perspectives try to learn things from them and try to be respectful and say, I don't have the, I'll be the first to admit, I don't have the answers to uh, probably, probably at least half the things, if you want to get down into some of this stuff about, I'm sure if John if Bowen would question me for. Oh, no, no. I'm not trying to stop you I'm,
0: not, I'm here the wrong well. guy
1: to answer these questions.
0: No, but I'm, but I'm also trying to explain. Yeah. Because I, I went from a, a, a journey of someone who, <sighs> But my, my life was planned out really well. I was going to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in with the right church organization and movement, um, I would have had a very, very successful mm-hmm. career in that. Um, for me to walk away was quite a big deal. Um, and, and I guess I'm trying to explain some of that. Because I think one, one thing that atheists do wrong, is they just go, show me the evidence, there is no evidence. I like to go the other way. I like to say, Well, hang on yeah let me show you the evidence rather than just do i I think it's a lazy argument i'm an atheist because i don't believe i i actually don't think that's atheism Um, but i'm not going to get into that debate right now because i'll get a lot of angry tweets about that Um, but i think it's important for people to be able to explain their positions and like i said i'm not going to say anything that's going to change your mind here but We might have an interesting conversation along the way and and i like throwing these thoughts out there because i like to understand what the other side thinks Mm -hmm. i like to you know maybe maybe i've got a thought that's wrong maybe maybe there's something that can be explained that i haven't thought of because i haven't thought of everything i I can assure you of that it's um so i'm always interested in those conversations
1: right well I will put it this way. Okay, have you ever seen the show The Outer Limits?
0: No, I've heard of it. You've uh, heard of it,
1: is, it it's like the famous well, title, isn't it? Happened in the two thousands, and it starred Gary Busey, the crazy like Trumpster guy. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but anyway, in this one, he he's like he plays some televangelist guy, and he. He's using like these fake killing methods and stuff. Like, it's actually, he, he, he's hes a parody of that pop off guy who was like, they were filling out forms and then they were like feeding him the information through his mic. Did you ever hear? I think it's Peter Popoff. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I bet that was Benny Heen, wasn't
1: it? No, it was, his name was Peter Popoff. But oh, anyway, yeah. he was a parody of that guy. And so, what he finds out is that this alien comes down. And that he wants to learn his methods of like persuasion and um, he's like, I want you to teach me, I'll, I'll pay you all this money, right? And so he doesn't know that he's an alien initially, but what he, what he winds up learning is that this guy's an alien and the alien explains to him is that he says, we're like a, another species and there's no way in the world we have enough resources to conquer your your, your planet. So the only thing that we could hope to do is to, like, enslave you guys somehow. And religion, they saw, would be the best way uh, to do that, to where they could gain control over the people, right? And I, I, I do life. believe there's some rational what, – what was that?
0: Probably a very good methodology, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. Which is why you see people like a atheist like um, Jim Jones or Kim Il-sung might go to church and see some things about Christianity, like, wow – i can hijack this I think I can be
0: pre- definitely religious
1: well but but okay so his mom was uh his mom was there actually this just this week we spent some time with people uh with the on the podcast with the guy who lived in there for for three months on a on a on a food program with the obama administration so he himself was an atheist what i'm saying is that he saw their religiosity as something that could be hijacked and he took elements besides uh He took elements of worship and incorporated it into into the state of North Korea, which I've been there a couple of times. So I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. So same thing with, um, Jim Jones, who, as I said, was an atheist. He went to church as a, as a boy and like, wow, people are revering this pastor. Even if I don't believe in it myself, I could hijack this and use it. Okay. It is a bit of a a sidetrack here, but the point is, is that you could find something out, like maybe aliens do exist. And maybe they're using religion to try to enslave us. And if you were to find out a fact like that, all of our thoughts about religion and my thoughts about Christianity would be totally become completely irrelevant. I'm just using an extreme example here. But you could find out something about like history or something, uh, a fact that would totally change what you think is true or right. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe what's out in that other 99% that we've talked about would totally eviscerate. The views that we have that what we stand on so
0: that's like that's that's exactly what happened to me when i that's how i walked away from religion okay my my worldview got thrown upside down what i thought was right wasn't um yeah that was a big that's a big deal when that happens
1: it's a big deal yeah well i would love to unpack that in a separate uh, episode because that was, this is kind of a lot to unpack in a single episode. And I know you're asking me some stuff there. If you would like to run it back, do a round two, do you like a McGregor. We'll do like a round two and then do like a, a tiebreaker. That would be fun to do because I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, Do yeah. You have any last thoughts?
0: I I'd, I'd be pretty interested in doing a round two, I guess, where I, I ask you a if few, if, if you're sure. up for it. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to get your rationale on a few things. Um,
1: why not? You're probably going to hear a whole lot of, I don't know, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's just the truth. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to everything. Um, well, look, what, I... what, what,
0: one thing, one thing that you, you said, and I, and I, I respect, uh, actually, a lot of things you've said, I respect a, a couple of, I'll, I'll point out. First is that you are looking for the truth. So you, the, the truth is important to you. Um, the second thing is that there's a lot of things that I guess you don't think are necessarily worth looking into and it doesn't affect your faith. And I respect that. And I, I guess I'd like to know where that line is. I'd be interested in that line.
1: Yeah, we could definitely discuss that um, on a round two, as we said. Um yeah. I'm kind, I have kind of maybe some, uh, I definitely unorthodox positions because I might take some stances like on the LGBT issues mm-hmm. that you might find interesting because it's like, I, I'm i kind of like, I just get stuck in some in-between roads where it's like, I'm not agreeing with the Christians on this, but I'm also not agreeing with like, maybe like the liberals or the uh the secular uh, humanists. So it's like, I get stuck in kind of like, Okay, like my position. Okay, I do believe in evolution, but I also mm-hmm. do believe in uh, creationism. So um, I believe God would have had to create it somehow. So to me, that seems the most old, logical. Old, way. Old, earth,
0: old Earth creationism. It's it's a pretty pretty common um, position, actually. It's pretty pretty sensible position.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's there's people who are, and I I don't understand it because that's not even a position. If I'd pick up the Bible and I'd read it. That's not even a position I would feel like I would need to adopt. Like it's not something as central to the gospels like Jesus resurrection from the dead. That would feel like something I would absolutely need to stake. Like, I gotta I gotta put that flag in the sand and say, like, I'm gonna die on this hill. Because if that crashes, then everything else crashes, you know? So do so you
0: so you believe Jesus res- uh, definitely resurrected?
1: Yeah, but I mean you you probably i mean you wouldn't accept my explanations but i'm telling you i've experienced jesus christ firsthand like so the philosophy the logic the science whatever that is all secondary it's like if i experience my daughter i've experienced my daughter's love how it's utterly changed my life um that is something that is just it's transcendent it's absolutely transcendent so what i've experienced with jesus christ um it's transcended anything else that I've experienced. So I would say that Jesus, Jesus has actually been more real to my daughter than me. She's been more real to Jesus has been more real than my daughter to me. Okay, because I've experienced him in a, in a deeper way than I have my own daughter. And so um, and that's, that's
0: that's why, this, and that's why religion is dangerous.
1: Well, I think atheism is a lot. I mean, we, we, maybe maybe we we'll talk about it next time. But I, I definitely believe that. Um, I, I will, I, kids. I, I will leave you on the last point. Um, okay. So yeah, we, we could we could make some last statements. But atheists like love to say, well, we're going to switch the burden, or, or no, no, the, the burden of proof lies solely on Christians. And I understand that. Like, if you were to tell me that there's a box of chocolates um, in the in the refrigerator or something like that, and you, you're going to say, well, okay, um, well, I would tell you, well, okay, you can go and prove it. Right, the, the burden of proof is on you. Okay, and and as as they as as atheists uh, say, well, bigger bigger claims re- uh, require bigger amounts of proof, correct? Like if I told you I had an invisible yeah, dragon or something what, that's like what that. Yeah. So so I don't really see how atheists say, well, we're gonna we're gonna make a proposition that is gonna have some very very dire implications behind it and we don't have any of the burden of proof on us because what you're saying implicitly some some things follow implicitly that you wouldn't have souls right you've 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 conceded that so if a mother has lost uh, a child maybe it is true maybe it's not the case that we have souls but if you're going to make that claim and you're going to you're going to say there's no way in the world you're ever going to see your child again i would say that burden shifts back over to you because now you're making a claim that's going to that has the potential to seriously cause some damage in this person's life so if you don't have any evidence one way or the other whether or not we have souls or whether or not there is a god that seems like like the burden of proof gets shifted back onto you whenever certain things are going to follow implicitly like human life does not have any intrinsic value it's subjective, objective, objective oh. value
0: so let's 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 quickly unpack that um yeah. So the first thing I'll say is I actually adopted a different approach here tonight. I I wasn't putting the burden of proof on you. Actually, I was explaining and and offering evidence. Um, Oh man, I'm really stuck on what you said before. And I don't know if you meant to say what you said about Jesus being more real to you than your daughter, but to me, that's sad. That's, that's really sad and, well you have and, no idea
1: how i've experienced jesus so how you would say that one way or the other is is again this has to do with you're not me so you don't know what no, i've experienced no right? and and, you don't know and, that. and
0: and to me that's one of the that's one of the sad parts of religion and and i see mm-hmm. and it's certainly not a comparable thing but i see the way that say in certain middle eastern countries um you know people treat their children um mm-hmm. You know, I see where you know honor, honor killings and things like that, all in the mm-hmm. name of religion, where people put a deity before their, their own flesh and blood. Um, mm-hmm. That's wrong. That is just yeah. I, I, that is wrong. And if that is what a god is about, I don't want anything to do with that god. Right. That's horrible to me. Right. It's and, and and I'm not saying that you're a horrible person. But it's but it, 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 like please don't take it that way. But that analogy I mean I've seen your daughter she's she's cute she runs she yeah, I love, she's
1: my daughter hello
0: she's and, and I guarantee that you love her like there's no tomorrow I know how I feel about my children
1: and that's how I feel about God exactly
0: and that's that's reality that to me is sad
1: reality is not contingent upon my daughter's uh, existence like uh, my daughter's not holding the universe uh, together. The universe did not come about it was from my daughter. So in that sense, God is a lot more real. it's not even relatively close.
0: And the day, the day I met my daughter was the day my universe
1: began. How old, how old are you?
0: How old am I? I'm 40.
1: No, no. How, how old were you when your daughter, you said you met your daughter?
0: When I met my daughter, 28.
1: 28. I was a few years older than you. And so, so, so she's 12 now? 11, yeah. 11. And, um. Yeah, you want, you want to tell me that moment? I know you said you didn't want to talk too much about your kids, but I think that would be a good... Most,
0: it was Indian. the most amazing thing. It's my life changed in that second. Um, and it, it's with my other two children. It's just, you know, every every second. They are, they are my universe. They are my everything. And I can't comprehend putting anyone or anything before them. My you know what the meaning of life is? The meaning of life for me is to protect those children to give yeah. them the best to give them everything to, mm-hmm. to give them every opportunity to succeed. That's what life's all about. Yeah. Life's not about I want to say this respectfully. Um, and, and don't take offence to it because this isn't an attack okay. on you. You're I respect good. you it's and your right to believe. I don't you... respect your religion. I don't respect... A, I don't respect
1: religion. atheism. I don't, I don't, it's perfectly don't, that's perfectly cool. fine. And that's cool.
0: That's cool. It's... a belief in atheism or lack of... Or however you want to term, yeah. term it. Um, doesn't affect me. Yeah. yeah. But anything... Anything that demands that you put it first before your child or your children mm-hmm. that's something that is fundamentally evil and i'm so glad people. that that doesn't exist
1: hmm. yeah well i mean i obviously i believe that it, atheism is not only wrong because it's it's not true but it, i believe it generally does hurt a lot of people uh, i generally believe that so we definitely have just a fundamental disagreement uh, on this hmm. issue and that's I, fine. I, this isn't, I'd, this loved, isn't
0: I'd, love hear, I'd love to hear maybe in our next conversation, I'd love for you to unpack that. I, I would like sure. your thoughts on that because I'm, I'm more than, more than happy to sit back and, and potentially reflect on, on those points that you might make. Um yeah. Absolutely. It's um. yeah. I'm, I'm really stuck on that one though. I'm really yeah. stuck on that.
1: Well, I, I will tell you this. So I, so I want to end up something positive here. Uh, hmm. I love this. Got a little contention, but it's all good. It's all great. Um, oh, yes. So I, I was. What was that? This,
0: this is this is fun. This is this is a, a very easy conversation. This isn't a. It's,
1: yeah. Just do not put me up with Josh Bowen. I like. I would clean my clock. So I'm, I would never mind, go, well, well, like go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm good. I'm good at that. But um, yeah. So so I met uh, I met my wife. 10 years ago, we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary. But I was a very broken and very hurt individual when I met her. Mm-hmm. And within a year, we were divorced. Um, I spent my wedding night in a um, in a tub of vomit to where I couldn't even crawl out of it. Uh, I had to wait for an hour to even get sober enough to be able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I went back to America and this day, 516, Jesus Christ, I've alluded to it, but he spoke to me. Um, He told me who he was. He revealed himself to me. He showed me um, his love for me, which is much greater than I could ever love my daughter. It's true. I mean, I've seen it, he he showed it to me. He showed it to me and um, that love has changed my life. And when about five years after that, after I was divorced from my wife, came back to South Korea and my wife got pregnant the night I got back. And so it's been an amazing journey that I've been on It's been far from perfect. But yeah, I remember when I saw my daughter's uh, picture, I have the picture. I'm just like, I, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. I couldn't believe that I, that I made that little uh, perfect mm. being. He said, you saw how beautiful she is. She's my daughter. So obviously uh, she's beautiful, but yeah, yeah.
0: she's a, uh, like she's got a really cool personality
1: like i i wouldn't have her if it wasn't for god and it's like it's an, i cannot reverse that same logic i cannot invert that same logic like if i didn't have my daughter i might have another daughter okay hmm. my like reality reality and and, and contingency all of that is not based on my daughter's existence that's hmm. what i was trying to say to you like that that's you may have taken it the wrong way and I'm, I'm i know that i love my daughter to death i know i died for her in a heartbeat um i respect what the criticisms you might think that you heard but i will say um i have my daughter because of god so i mm. would have been divorced from my wife had i not had that invention. there's no way i would have been able to be a husband uh, prior to that so uh, i'm so grateful for the the difference that he's made in my life and i'm just yeah that's my last thoughts and um, you have any last thoughts
0: yeah um always seek the truth and be prepared to accept that there's things that you don't know and be prepared to accept that you could be wrong sure that's that's my motto that's uh, and, I, and i'm i stick to that to this day I'm, I'm more than happy to be proven wrong or yeah but look it's look, I, i've enjoyed this conversation absolutely it's, it's been interesting no not what i expected which sure, is good
1: I'm not sure if you do a fist bump or you throw like, maybe you just might throw a boomerang or hit the, your partner. But we do like a fist bump in America. So oh no, we got boomerang. the fist, we
0: got the fist bump here. But when we when we finish, okay. we we.
1: <laughs> oh, make it explode! Oh, yeah, you gotta, yeah oh yeah 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 we um, everything. Yeah. So for our listeners, let's just plug each other's channels. Um, well, actually, can you plug your channel?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, there's some of you who are watching it right now live. So my main channel is Hereticals. So Hereticals uh, is a group of uh, different people of uh, a few different beliefs and thoughts that uh, get together and have a a good time. We uh, have Friday Night Six Pack, which is, uh, I guess, a a bit of a light variety show with a focus on religion and and secular uh, thoughts. But my co-host is a Buddhist, so that's always interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: And we have a few different uh, shows that are coming up. Um, but look, there's always something on the channel. Um, Hereticals—you'll find you'll find it there. There's there's plenty on. Um, the idea is it's a safe space for everyone, um, regardless yeah, of what your thoughts are on religion, politics, whatever. Yeah, you know, we're we're always open to just hanging out and having a chat, and uh, not yelling each other down, listening to each other.
1: Yeah, you got an incredibly soothing voice. Let's say that. And anything you say in like an Aussie or UK accent just naturally sounds better. I will say that.
0: I, I look. I, I don't know about the UK accent, but definitely the Australian accent <laughs> is the, the perfect accent. It's uh, we 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 refined it quite well.
1: Yeah, and uh, my podcast is RT Podcast. I normally, have an atheist as a co-host to to try to. The way I explain is it, like if I'm looking in the world with one eye, with my one perspective, right here. Um, i can't see what's going on over here and even i'll even use a scientific analogy when scientists are trying to see how far a star is they will take a picture they will take a picture of the star and exactly six months later well the earth is on the other side of the, the sun they'll take another picture and they use a the trigonometry to check to check out the uh, it's called the parallax switch mm-hmm. and and it shows them how far away something is and so for me i think the best way uh, we can disagree with stuff, but you can. T- I can definitely. I've learned from people. I've learned from Muslims down in in in, uh, in Palestine, learning about prayer and their devotion to God, and seeing the way that they cleanse themselves and celebrating Shabbat in Israel. I've seen since that I've genuinely learned from them and in Buddhists inside a Buddhist temple here in South Korea. So, I I think yeah, we can learn from each other. We don't need to de- dehumanize each other and demean uh, yeah. each other. And I don't I think think Honest disagreements. Um, maybe in five years, maybe you might adopt my beliefs. Maybe in ten years, I might have a deconversion process myself. There's been cer- certainly plenty of times where I've felt that way over the last seven years. That things have gone so so wrong so many times that I've I've definitely felt that way. But um, I'm definitely grateful for my faith and for what I've experienced. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Cool. All right. Well, on that note, I will end the stream. So, for everyone who is watching. Have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever it is, wherever you are, on this beautiful world that we all occupy.